Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My voice is a little weird this week. Um, I'm a little under the weather. Here, you can you can hear I can go really low. <laughs> I'm wearing headphones, and that, that's really, really entertaining to me, doing that. Anyways, all right, I'll stop. Uh, we're going to dive into a pretty big uh, topic today. Um, I wanted to first... Uh, tell you that the podcast is back. I put out an episode last week. Um, it was about what to do when you're stuck in a rut and gave kind of some some helpful tips that I've discovered or just things that I've discovered um, in the last few months of my own journey that have really, really helped me out in getting out of a rut. And actually, it relates to what we're going to talk to today, talk about today, um, in the sense that um, th- this rut that I found myself in stemmed from the fact that I was uh, sort of living in one way. I was in this relationship and living in one way. And then when that vanished, um, I was kind of like, whoa, my world as I knew it has collapsed. It's gone. What am I really doing? Um, dealing with identity crisis, um, a loss of self, just all, all these things. Um so I guess what I want to say is if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, go check that out because in the last few months, I have really taken some giant strides forward. I'm feeling great. I'm on a new track. I've reestablished a sense of self. I've got, uh, I've got so many open doors in front of me. I'm not just, I'm not BSing you guys. This is for real. Um, I'm not just saying this or denying you know, my reality. It's really, really helped me. So if you haven't checked out that episode, um, maybe wait till after this one. Or if you're the type of person that's like, I want the good news first, uh, go check out last week's episode, number 13, I believe, um, Stuck in a Rut. Check that out first. So um, yeah, guys, I guess to, to sort of give you a, an introduction to this week's episode, um, yeah, I've talked about this before. I've been going through a rough season. Um, I've had some big life life things happen. Um, we've had some bad diagnosis diagnoses. Uh, one of them, I guess. Jeez, I don't, I don't even know how to say that. Um, my dad, uh, we found out uh, he was diagnosed with lung cancer about seven or eight months ago, maybe even longer at this point. I don't even know. Um, and that was really, really hard. And uh, first of all, I want to give just a little update on that. Um, he has gone through surgery to have the tumor removed. Uh, not only that, radiation on the spot that popped up on his liver um, and radiation on the chest where the uh, tumor was. Um, he's on a drug that basically wipes out everything else. Uh, they think they got it all. So, uh, Hallelujah. I mean, that is amazing. So he's doing as good as as you could possibly do in this situation. So we are giving thanks for that. Um, so I just want to, you know, give you that update because uh, that is just amazing news. And I think it's hope that um, that these things are, uh, you know, that tough things come at us. But if you're able to sort of uh, have faith, uh, you never know what can happen. Uh, so anyways, just wanted to give you that, that news. Um, uh, but anyways, that's been a part of this whole process of grief and, and dealing with loss and stuff like that. Um, but then also I'm just going to be blunt, uh, 
came out of a relationship maybe two and a half, three months ago. And really when this podcast was recorded, uh, that's what I was dealing with. Kind of a, a, a major loss of, um, you know, identity of a person, of a relationship, of a way of life. Um, and it really has, uh, it's been a tough one for me. I'm just gonna be honest there, but, um, yeah. So that's, that's what this whole thing is about. It's like, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with a loss of a loved one or a loss of a job or a loss of a relationship? All these things, um, really give us a, uh, man, they, they're, they're a part of us. So when you lose something, it's, uh, it feels like a hole. It feels like something is missing. So, um, this episode, we talk about the healthy ways to navigate grief and, uh, also kind of talk about some of the unhealthy ways and how to, uh, avoid them. Uh, so my guest for this episode is my good friend. His name is Greg Pikin. He is, uh, we've been friends for, man, I'd say probably two years at this point, maybe three. Uh, it's crazy to think that. Um, yeah, we've been friends. We always get together and talk about big stuff. He, he's always listening to my problems. So I, I feel bad. I really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've tried to also lend him my ear, um, but he's such a good listener and he gives such good advice that I, it always sinks back into me. So bad on me. And, and if you're, if you're that type of guy and you're like me, make time to listen to your friends because you know, they listen to you enough. Um, no, I mean, it, it does go both ways, but sometimes I feel like he, he listens to me more than I do to him. So anyways, we, we're good friends. He's also the uh, pastor of community life at uh, my local church, Journey of Faith in uh, Manhattan Beach, California. Uh, shout out to Journey of Faith. If you are, uh, if you live in the Los Angeles area, specifically the South Bay, check it out. It's a great place. Um, a lot of great people, great community there, uh, great pastors. Um, I really recommend it. So shout out to Journey of Faith in uh, Manhattan Beach. Well, anyways, this is a big topic. Um, Greg is definitely uh, definitely a guy who has a lot of experience when it comes to uh, dealing with things that are a little bit harder, things like loss, like grief, um, but also he's just uh, he's just a really like wise person and uh, certainly grounded in um, – in faith and everything like that. So it's, it's such a great, uh, it's, it's always great to have somebody you can talk to who can, uh, give you advice from, um, different perspectives. So I really appreciate him and, uh, appreciate the fact that he was willing to come on the podcast and talk to us about, uh, loss and, and how to deal with and experience grief. So without further ado, here is my chat with Greg Pikin, my friend, uh, right in his living room. So let's dig into it. This topic of loss and like different types of losses has been on my mind lately. Um, it, you know, for everyone who's listening, it's no secret at this point that I, you know, tend to, uh, I don't hold a lot back with this podcast. Mm. I really, uh, I like to throw it all out there. I, I, you know, I always will hide the, uh, the, the personal details, you know, the things that are, are really personal, but I, I like, I, I believe in sharing, um, what's going on in, in my life at least. Um, 
and this has been an awesome way to do it. But I, I've been thinking about this idea of loss because of a couple things. On the one hand, um, you know, we found out six or seven months ago my dad has cancer, and I've been thinking of that almost like just, I mean, that was the biggest shock um, of my life thus far. And, I, and what's interesting is it really speaks to, I think, how blessed I am. Like, I, that's kind of the perspective I have on it now is like, um, you know, these last seven months have been some of the hardest of my life. Um, but when you look at them, they're pretty awesome still. Hmm. So I think in a way that speaks to how, how blessed I am. So I, I want to acknowledge that. But, um, but I've got that on one hand and then um, recently dealing with the loss of a relationship. And it's very, um, like you said, it's been a very hard few months and weeks. And this idea of loss has popped into my head a million times because I feel like something is missing. So it's not just like, you know, we always think of losses in the sense of like, um, yeah, you know, somebody passing away or whatever. Um, that's not the case right now for me. Um, but it's, but it, it, there's definitely something missing. So like, I don't know. How, what, what do you think of that? Like, I mean, what do you think of that? There are different types of losses in our lives, sure. and they all are pretty uh, impactful on us. But what, I don't know. I, that's not really a question. But what do you make of all that? Well, I love that you that you framed it as a loss because I think sometimes people will tend to say, "Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this was kind of a loss, but it wasn't as big of a loss as somebody dying or as." Uh, something really tragic that can go on in your life and so we we tend to downplay what actually does feel like a significant loss to us and yeah thankfully your, your father didn't pass away and that's right. a beautiful thing but but there's a loss that happens whenever you find out your parent is not invisible invincible yeah or when you do have the loss of a relationship even if you're not married there's there's so many different types of grief that you go through because you're grieving um, being around somebody all the time. You're grieving the validation. You're grieving the uh, experience of, of getting to just talk to somebody about your day in that kind of a romantic uh, context. And, and, and so all of these things add, add up and you go, wow, like, it's okay for me to feel like this is a loss. It is. Yeah, and I think that is interesting because honestly for me... Um, it was, you know, as it relates to my dad, I guess we can start with that. It's like, um, there was a, there was a time, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe a year ago when I looked at him and, and maybe it was cause we were watching an old video or something, but I was like, okay, I can see that, you know, this person is getting older, you know, it was finally, but it was, but then it was like that idea of like, well, you know, you know. 30 more years or whatever, you know and like so I, I do feel like that where like um, and, and that by all first of all he's doing great you know that that very well may be the case um, but I think there was a sense that like yeah when we found that out it was that shock of like wow like there are things that you just can't see coming that mm -hmm. happened to us and that and I think a lot of people have those things, but that was yeah. very new for me. Um, and it's hard to, 
it was hard to make sense of that for a while. And I think I still am, am working through that. But I think that's so that's so human to to expect that, that that's not going to happen to you. Yeah. I, I had the same thing. My mother um, uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer and uh, when she got diagnosed it was about seven months before she passed away and it was so interesting to see how everybody reacted um, my my thought was yeah yeah this will be fine we'll be fine and not really um, accepting that as a loss right away mm-hmm. whereas I had other family members that felt the immediacy of the impact and knew what kind of a diagnosis that was and just it was almost like they gave up the minute it happened mm-hmm. and were and started experiencing that loss and so i think there's there's ways that we lose things along the way but there's also it also just affects us all in, in different timelines i think it's i wonder is there, is there a balance between those two like between how you handled that and how you saw other people handle that of almost like uh, you know accepting is a, I don't know is there is there a way to be in the middle between just being like oh we're gonna take care of this and being like well it is what it is and we can't really control anything because I think for me I immediately I had you know I went to the place of being rather um, I didn't. I, w- I was hopeful, but I was very. Um, uh, I hate to say realistic. That's the wrong way to put it. But I was. I, I. I too was looking at it. I think for what it was and what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you think there's a balance between those two, or do you believe <laughs> like what you were doing is is the best I you know I first of all I don't think I necessarily did it the best way I think I think I I said you know what I feel like looking around me I I kind of need to be the strong one Mm -hmm. and at first that sounds really noble the problem with being the strong one though is that you don't know when it's your turn to grieve and you have to grieve because it's in there it's inside of you and um, if if I could give myself advice and go back in time a couple years ago, I would tell myself to make sure that that if I didn't feel strong enough, or I, if I didn't feel like I could be not the strong guy with certain people, that I had to find a place to be the weak person. Yeah. Well, and I and I I think, like you said, I think like that grief is going to come out at some point. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's figuring out how to to grieve I think is 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 really what I wanted to uh, what what I want to explore Mm. um because I'm going through it right now um I I definitely am going through it um I think I think what I'm starting to realize is that you know with all these different types of losses whether it's relationships uh, even your job or people it's almost a loss of like what we see as identity Mm. um because you know obviously if you lose somebody who's close to you, you are, it, well, that relationship is, is you know, also ending in, the, in that sense. But also it's somebody, whether it's your friend, a parent, a sibling, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also the relationship. It's like, I, I think I think we define ourselves so much by <laughs> by relationships. And, and, and I think some ways that's healthy, but other ways it, it can be 
not the healthiest thing. And, and the same thing with a job. It's like we really define ourselves by what we do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I'm feeling is like I almost feel that like yeah like losing this relationship it's almost like well now I'm just uh, I'm just Jack again mm-hmm. and and this sounds depressing but it's like <laughs> and how how sad that is just to be Jack again wow. <laughs> you know I, I don't fully believe that but that's kind of where you go I think or at least where I go sometimes man that's so fair you're right we I think there there is a tendency to especially in our culture we've we've idolized romance so much and we believe in love so much and that that on one hand is very very cool but it's also um the the dark side of that is exactly what you're talking about it's like we sometimes don't even know who we are without uh being with another person we also don't know how sometimes people look at us or relate to us when we're single versus when we're a couple yeah and the kinds of friendships and relationships we have sometimes are very different like oh the single people tend to go do single people things and the couples go do couple things and and it gets really confusing when you come out of a relationship because you're right our identity and the people that we often connect with sometimes changes very quickly so i'm the type of person that when you know coming out of something like a relationship i want to do it right i want to um not, not just find a quick fix or anything like that, but really do it right. So I, I've started to realize what the grieving process looks like. But to you, what is the what does grieving mean and what does it do for us as people when we do lose something? Yeah. I mean, the, the strict defini- definition from the dictionary is, is really uh, deep sorrow, usually as it's associated with, with death. But as we just talked about, there's there there can be a lot of different deaths that are not necessarily physical but metaphorical in our lives, things that we have to say goodbye to, mm-hmm. and um, and so that can very much involve a relationship. It can involve a job. It can involve anything that that we build our identity around, and we as human beings, it would be weird for us not to experience sorrow from a major loss in our life or a major death in our life. It's something that our bodies do and has to do. It's there's there's a really there's something very physical, not just emotional, that happens when you go through a loss, and um, when you when you suppress it or pretend it's not there, it it does affect you physically um, until you kind of allow yourself to go through it. I think there's probably some sometimes I'm sure you've had or that that people listening have had where it's like you 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 know something kind of is sitting in there and until you actually think about it and then start crying and get it out of your system that way, like it just, there's, there's a catharsis that goes on like, ah, okay. I, it sucked. I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to lose the whole evening, you know, with my face in a pillow, but it felt good to get it out. Yeah. And that's, that's the physical part. I think that is strange because that, that's so true. I, I have every single time, you know, that I've had some sort of a, breakdown associated with any of these things we're discussing it always feels better Mm -hmm. and i've never thought of that in the sense of like an actual physical release of tension or energy whatever you want to call it um but that is fascinating to me because it does it does work um but something that i've started (laughs) to see and, and, and i guess you know 
I want to ask you how you do this, but like, what what are the healthy ways to grieve? For me personally, what has helped the most with everything that I've been going through for the last like half a year has been talking about it. Mm-hmm. For me, every time I talk about it, I always come out feeling better about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met enough people in my life who don't like to talk about things. Um, so what, what do you think about that? Is that something that you think is just universally a healthy coping strategy? Or do you think that only maybe applies to certain people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, think, I think it probably applies to most people um, that at some point you do need to talk about it and process it. Um, I think there are reasons why sometimes people don't want to talk about it. One, they, they think that if you do, it's going to feel really bad. And that's probably because it will in the moment. Yeah. You're remembering all kinds of really painful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also hard because sometimes people don't necessarily know how to talk to the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, they might talk to somebody that they, they feel close to, but maybe they're not a safe person. Or maybe sure. they're the kind of person that will reject um, their pain or their the kind of conversation that they need to have. Totally. <laughs> and so it can really be important to find this, the right safe people to yeah. actually have the conversation with. I do think there's, there's probably some people that, that generally maybe don't feel as, as good talking out loud about it, but there's still some way in which it needs to come out in through some sort of communication. I would think about maybe your, maybe your really quiet artist type um, that might want to, communicate their pain through uh through some sort of artwork or um or a or a a real engineer or scientific type might want to express themselves in 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 that kind of a forum so i i don't want to limit the human experience to everybody has to process and grieve the exact same way sure um because i do think we're all shaped a little bit differently i've also seen how how things can can be unhealthy um and 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 i think it's a fine line like um for instance i was just telling you today i today's the first day in like three weeks that i don't have something going on at night i'm not hanging out with anybody i'm not going to a dinner i'm not doing anything Mm -hmm. and today has been one of the harder days for me where i'm just constantly thinking about stuff and just feeling a sense of loneliness and, um, and, and it's, and as the, you know, an intellectual, like intellectual person that I am, I know that this is not founded in reality because, uh, two hours ago, Colton was over doing a voiceover. Uh, three hours ago, Annie, my sister was over. She spent the night last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night I went out to a dinner. I'm sitting here with you, you mm-hmm. know, like, I have things going on and I've had the most amazing two weeks on paper. Um, so I know that that's not real, so to speak, but maybe it is real. I think maybe I'm learning that right now that I have been distracting myself, um, intentionally or unintentionally from having to sit with these thoughts and feelings. What do you think about that? Because I think, a lot of times what I hear from people is they're like, just keep busy, you know, do stuff. 
but is that always I don't know if that's always the answer um, yeah I think I think it's the right answer to some degree I mean you don't want to isolate and true. lock yourself in your in your tower and you know very and, true you know turn into Rip Van Winkle but you you definitely can can still be really busy and be around people and still feel lonely at the same time yeah and I think the best thing to, to do in those moments is to, to just go, okay, well, why am I feeling lonely? Is it that I really miss this person that I broke up with? Or is it, am I really missing my parent? Or am I just recognizing that there's, there's, a, there's a certain kind of longing inside of me? I'm a relational creature. I long for relationships. What kind of relationships do I need? And to just say, okay, this is this is me telling me that yeah i'm hardwired that way and that's okay um i don't have that right now but i really know myself a little bit better and i know that this is the kind of thing that i need and when i find it in a really healthy way that that's going to be that much more beautiful because i'll I'll understand that that need that's inside of me that is amazing perspective because i think it's easy to just go to like the 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 immediate you Mm -hmm. know being like well it's i feel this way because i had this and now i don't anymore and it's Mm -hmm. like to some degree that's true but i I think it's it's fascinating to look deeper into that as like another clue to who you are you know Mm -hmm. your authentic self something that you need something that you want Mm -hmm. and not let that drag you down but more so motivate you or keep you um hopeful Mm -hmm. um that one day you know hopefully you'll you'll fill that void another thing that i saw um or have experienced is i can totally you know and i didn't dive into this but i had i have a glimpse of it I can see how people really can turn to things like alcohol or drugs when you're when you're going through something. I'll say, you know, we we we're out on the road for Rock the Park a lot, and we'll go out after a long hike. And you know, I remember one night I just even had like two beers or two or three beers, and I went. It totally, even though I wasn't like drunk, it totally like changed my mindset where I was very pleasant I was wasn't thinking about anything like that I was just totally in the moment which this is why I I see how people can do this at the time that seems like a good thing I am in the moment I'm not thinking about the past or whatever whatever you want to call it um go to bed wake up at 3 a.m and and the thoughts and the anxieties and everything are just like back like times five um yeah and i noticed that even without like you know getting crazy or like anything that was fast that i mean that was freaky to me um and fascinating at the same time because i totally saw that like it it was so strange i always thought that like you know if i'm sad and i have something to drink it's probably gonna make me more sad didn't i mean sometimes that might happen these times didn't do that to me at all but then it came back with a vengeance like later on yeah yeah i think that's a great point like it's anything that we do like that um to kind of fill the void in the moment whether that's alcohol or drugs or uh, or a hookup or something like that it's it we 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 know and, and experience that there's some immediate gratification that comes otherwise nobody would do it yeah um 
but you're right. It's it's what does it feel like the next morning? You know, where all of a sudden all those things that you you forced yourself to stop feeling, well, the dam just burst, and now it's just emotions everywhere, and it's it's and it's compounded by maybe more regret or the fact that you're recovering from alcohol as a depressant. So now you have to you're adding a depressant on top of uh, whatever else was depressing you to begin with. Um, or the regret of, of a mistake that was made or something stupid that was communicated. Um, and, and so sometimes for, this, in this, for the sake of I don't want to feel this thing right now, we end up feeling so much worse in the long run. And so you had to find what do I do with this in a healthy way in that moment is so, so key and so hard too. Totally. And, I mean, do you think, because like, I guess what I've learned from this is like that it's gonna be difficult for a little while, um, but I feel like you just have to go through it. I'm an emotional guy, but I also see now the beauty almost, or like the full, I, I see it almost as a richer experience of life to have gone through what I'm going through and, mm-hmm. and to be going through it. Um, because it's a whole if you really think about it that way it's a whole nother layer of life that i haven't experienced yet yeah and now i'm experiencing that so in in a weird way there's also a beauty i think to that as well you know regardless of of what our, our listeners might might feel about this to me is is there's it reveals in us that there's a there's a deeper longing in our lives that we all have and to me, that uh, that's a that's a heavenly longing. Mm-hmm. I recognize things are are not as they should be down here. Um, my 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 heart, my soul, they were not meant to be broken. Mm-hmm. And when my heart is broken, that's that to me is a reminder that there's 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 love out there that's greater. There's purpose out there that's greater. I wasn't meant for the, the, the brokenness of this world. And that keeps me at least reminded that there is something greater out there. How do you find hope in times like these? So, you know, if we're talking about the loss of a family member, I mean, that's, you can't replace a parent. Sure. You know, I'm just looking at, uh, you know, a relationship like that, even that I'm having doubt with, <laughs> you know? How do you how do you find that sense of hope and faith? Part of what I, I love so much about about the Christian faith is that there is such a rich understanding and appreciation for the concept of suffering. Um, we believe that that Jesus uh, was crucified on a cross for us and went through this unbearable experience and agony um, on our behalf. And so, so the Christian faith would say that, that he suffered in a way that allowed us to avoid a certain kind of eternal suffering. Mm-hmm. And when we celebrate Jesus and the cross and all this sort of gruesome, bloody language that we even have in our, in our songs and our literature, um, that is because we are expressing a forever gratitude about the fact that, that because of what he suffered on a cross, we never have to suffer uh, any sort of eternity apart from God and what a beautiful thing that is um, but we also understand that he's familiar with suffering if he went through all of that if he went through the human experience even 
which he did, then he gets us. And so when we pray, it's not this fruitless exercise of chanting or sitting around thinking, wondering what, wondering what all our thinking is about, but it's really about saying, I'm having this very real connection and relationship with someone who really understands what suffering is, what it felt like, and how significant and even redemptive it can be because it ultimately led to something beautiful. It led to our salvation. It led to uh, purpose for our lives. It led to uh, um, it led to everything that that we that we find beautiful as Christians. Think of all the times that you thought whatever you're going through that you would never get through it, and then did you get through it? And chances are they'll say yes. And so I say, okay, well he got he got you through that, and he got you through that, he got you through that, and right now you're again feeling like you'll never get through this, right? Maybe you'll get through that too, because you have now this this wealth of experience behind you of all those other times you felt that way. That is so helpful too. I think a lot of times when you can take inventory of things like that mm-hmm. and realize like how much you actually can stand. <laughs> yeah. Like it's pretty amazing. And yeah. and and that also that also really helps. I, I think that's why also for me a part of grieving is the there's a necessity for self-reflection because if you look at yourself you can totally I, I think you have to do that to be able to see how you have grown over the years or if it, or how the amazing things or times that you things that you've done or the amazing times you spent with the person or the thing that you're 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 grieving I think that is also an important step it's just realizing what how beautiful it was, you know? Um, so self-reflection in that way has always really, really um, helped me too. But that's a, an amazing point, I think, to look and be like, okay, you've gotten through this, you've gotten through that. Yeah. I, w- I will say, you know, I, I've been talking a lot about, about grief and I've, a lot of the things that I've talked about have helped me personally. Um, but I also just want to say I haven't done this perfectly. This has come through a lot of grief over a lot, uh, a lot of time. And there are so many times where I, I grieve very imperfectly. And, um, and there probably are a lot of times where a lot of, a lot of you who are listening will probably not do a great job of doing all the things that we're talking about implementing. Just have some grace on yourself. Say, you know what, okay, tonight was a bad night or today was a bad day and that's okay. Maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'll do something a little bit differently because today didn't work. The way that I tried to deal with it didn't work. I'm going to try something different tomorrow and to know that you're a human being and it's okay and it would be weird for you to, in the middle of your most painful emotional state, to do a perfect job of caring for yourself. I know sometimes we'll get to an even heavier place where where we feel like we need a little bit more than what our immediate friends and family can offer us, and and to just know too that it's okay to 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 reach out um, to a therapist um, or a professional group uh, if, of some kind if you can't if you can't afford that. Uh, there are church groups that you can join. There are. Um, they're great programs. If you if you Google things uh, like Grief Share, 
is a is a program that's put on by churches all over the country um, that that specialize in helping people through the grieving process. So something like that would be free. Um, similar programs out there called uh, Divorce Care, Single and Parenting, um, Celebrate Recovery. Uh, I would recommend looking into any one of those things um, if you need some group level support. And then, uh, and then there's hotlines, of course, to call too if you if you feel like um, things are getting really hopeless. Know that there are really, really amazing people out there that are willing to talk to you if you have nobody to talk to in those moments. And at least tell yourself in that moment, I'm at least going to commit to talking to a person, a human being, before I, I make any uh, poor choices. All right, guys. Well, um, I know some of this stuff was a little heavy, hard to deal with, especially if you're in the midst of loss or dealing with grief. Um, I just want... I'm just I'm glad we were able to wrestle with this together um, at the time that this was recorded I was really struggling it, it doesn't always sound like it you know I think we do a good job of uh, you know masking when we're when we're dealing with things so um, this really helped me and all these these takeaways really played a role into getting me where I am now I'm still experiencing this loss you guys like three months later I'm still feeling it so yeah, I just I just want you to know that there's always hope. There's always a better day coming. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. I'm sure you're either driving, you're probably already to where you're going. And, and if I'm lucky, you're sitting in your garage or something still listening to this because you want to finish it. Only if I'm lucky. Or maybe you paused it and you're back. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to stop talking now. So good to be back. And we will chat again soon. God bless and peace out.